Hello everyone and welcome to the Velvet Room Review. I'm Matthew. And I'm Graham. And Graham, I'm really excited about today's episode. Oh yeah? Yeah? Yeah, we're talking about Dragon Age. Two. Two. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we loved Dragon Age Origins so much we decided to pick up two. And I'm really excited to hear what your playthrough was like and how it may have differed from mine. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, first things first. What what are your initial impressions of Dragon Age Two? Yeah, I have a feeling, like that's that's one of the fun things about playing these kind of Bioware games is seeing all mm-hmm. the different choices. Um, I found it to be an all right game. Um, I have mm-hmm. some some mixed feelings on some stuff like uh, the repetition of environments and um, the general like it started to feel very claustrophobic towards the end. Um, but I really enjoy the number of the characters. Um, I was happy to kind of return to the world of dragon age and explore more. And I'm looking forward to, to checking more of it out at some point. Um, yeah, I, I really liked, uh, a number of the characters. They were a lot of fun and I can remember their names. Um, so yeah i i definitely have kind of mixed feelings on it um because like i enjoyed it but then i reached a point where i was not really enjoying the combat and enjoying the like traversal like the main gameplay uh right after about the first act um but yeah um so have you played this game before no, this is my first playthrough. Oh, okay. So, because uh, have you played the other Dragon Age? You played Inquisition before. We know that. You I, covered it in the yeah, podcast. Yeah, I think we, we did, yeah. So, um, I did play Inquisition, and then, like, I had played Dragon Age Origins a couple of times, but never fully beaten it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is my first time ever touching Dragon Age 2. Yeah, because it's kind of the dark horse of the series, right? Yeah, it has. I think it has like a reputation of the like the the odd duck, if you will. Yeah. Um, it's very different. I don't know if you'll agree with this, but I think it's very different compared to Origins. Yeah, uh, I agree. It, like yeah, Origins felt um, more like a traditional fantasy. Yeah, yeah. My friend, um, my friend David and I were talking actually because he had, he had just played Origins around the time we recorded the podcast and uh, he started to and then I started to uh, and I know for him he said to me like you know Dragon Age Origins felt like an adventure hmm. and this one did not and I understand that uh, I understand exactly where he's coming from um, like for context Dragon Age Origins you uh, it's an open world. There's a huge map with varied locations um, around the continent that you can go to explore. Uh, Dragon Age 2 essentially takes place within one city, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, yeah, I don't know that I necessarily disliked it, but I feel as though they didn't use that to its full potential. Um, yes. I, I think I liked the narrative a bit more in dragon age two although i unfortunately missed a 
key side character oh, that yeah. really ties the acts together. So I'm interested to hear more about that because um, the game is separated into basically three acts. And then again, all acts take place within the city of Kirkwall. Um, so I would say overall, I enjoyed the game, but I do agree that I think its primary issue is just the location yeah. in which the game takes place for the entire game. Like, and there, there's another few things with the whole location thing. I think one of the things that I found a bit of an issue with is that the different areas of the city kind of blend together. Like, the docks. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, Hightown and Darktown are pretty distinct. But then the docks yeah. and Lowtown are, they feel pretty similar to me. Mm-hmm. Um and so there, there. I think there wasn't a lot of variety in the locations, which was, I think, part of the the issue is like they had a very limited production schedule. Uh, it was something yes. something ridiculous, like they had to make it in a year, a year and a half. I think it was um, eighteen months. I'll look that up. Yeah, but... yeah. Um, it's they had a very short amount of time, and and with that, like, I'm impressed that they were able to pull off what they did because, you know, it's an interesting story, like interesting characters, fully voice acted. It's got a lot of side quests. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of content. It's got a completely different battle system from the first game. Um, well, mostly different battle system, at least. Uh, so, yeah, they they put a lot of effort into the game in a very short amount of time um but yeah I th- part of the the result of that is that um like that very short time i think is the scope had to be very small which mm-hmm. yeah um so i think the thing that started fo- to get to me oh sorry you go for it i was gonna say it was 14 to 16 months Wow, that's was the time. That's incredibly short. Yeah, that is. It really is. Like, and this is like a double A, triple A game for the time, right? Yeah. This is. I would argue this was probably the, one of the biggest releases of 2011. Yeah. So, it wasn't a small title, but they. I don't know why exactly. I can't. I've. I feel like I looked it up at one point, but I can't remember exactly why they had such a limited amount of time. Uh, but yeah, they, they did a lot, but, um, yeah. Uh, the publisher, that's what the Wikipedia article says. EA said, Hey, here's the publisher. We need you to deliver the game on this date <laughs> or this quarter. Like this mm. is the time that you have. So, yeah. yeah, that's business. But, um, yeah, the, the other thing is like, the dungeon design, the fact that there was only like five different dungeons, really. There was five different environments. Like there was the cave, there was the the house, there was uh like a handful of others, but um and then the deep roads. Mm-hmm. But there especially when like in the first act, I did 
all of the side quests. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. And towards the end of the act, I was running into the issue of, hmm, I've seen this environment three times already. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, there's a warehouse. but And so there's the issue of um, tedium or like fatigue. Uh, and um, the combat, unfortunately, didn't really help that because... For some reason, the game throws an absurd number of enemies at you. Um, like, I feel like you wipe out the entire population of Kirkwall multiple times <laughs> over, over the course of the game. Um, it's, it's, it's very often that you're fighting, like, 20 different enemies in a single encounter. Um, and it's... Uh, and they... They just kind of pop out of nowhere. There's no rhyme or reason. Yeah. There's no lo- there's no logical reason you should fight this many enemies. And I think that kind of wore thin after a few hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I did enjoy the combat. Um, for the most part, I had some. It wasn't until the second act, uh, particularly the second act boss battle, that I realized I could, like, control all my characters at once. <laughs> oh, yeah. And when I, when I realized that, that was a revelation. Because it was the battle, spoilers, with um, the air shock. And yeah. I was, like, I, I was getting wrecked hard. Um, and so, like, I was only able to do it actually by lower. <laughs> Did I lower the difficulty there? No, I was already at the lowest difficulty, and I was getting wrecked. Uh, so the only way I could like manage to beat it was to like use my all my characters strategically to like kill the ads. So it's definitely um, there were definitely times where you can get easily overwhelmed. Because like most of the time, I felt like okay, it's twenty enemies, whatever. Like I can probably manage this. But as soon as like one or two of your crew go down, it's very dangerous, and you're mm-hmm. pretty you're pretty much gonna lose. Um, so it's easy to get overwhelmed for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Overall, I, um, I, did, I think I, I think I did enjoy the combat compared to Dragon Age, um, but I just think like some of the balancing in the fights was off a little bit. And then you'd also get in fights for no reason, which I also did not appreciate. Yeah, there's always like gangs running around at night that you would randomly mm-hmm. stumble on, onto, or even like going along the coastline. <laughs> Just just an average coastline, there would be gangs of cultists and uh, various creatures that wanted to kill you for no real reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's neat to hear, though, like that you leaned more into controlling your characters individually. I, uh, I, I, I also played on the lowest difficulty because there are so many battles. Um, and I tended to lean more into uh, doing the tactics for the different characters. Uh, like there were only there was only like one or two battles near the end of the game that I felt I I needed to control them manually. Um, I kind of yet set their tactics and then let huh. them go at it for the most part. I I never really used tactics in the first game or second. Um, probably to my detriment to be honest um, but I didn't actually use them individually like you could like 
control all the characters at one time. Oh, and really? Then indicate, okay, everybody attack this individual. That's oh, generally okay. what I would do. And so I could, like, you know, focus um, my damage output there. And then I would, like, go individually if I, like, okay, pause. I also started pausing a lot during battle, hmm. which helped a lot. Because I could, like, pause. All right, Varric, you're going to use a health potion. Aveline, you're going to use a stamina. And then, like, reselect everybody, unpause, and then refocus. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, but, yeah, I don't think I ever touched the tactics. Maybe once or twice I, like, changed Anders to be more... Uh, healing based than the not but mm-hmm. yeah it's um they were pretty useful i found like i i tended to actually play as varic for most of the game um oh, interesting. like i had so my character hawk well we'll get into it in a bit but my character was a mage so he had a lot of options during combat and through the first act i was pretty content to like be choosing all these different abilities and situational and um uh partway through the second act i switched over to varic just to kind of try it out i ended up really liking his skill set and because i had the tactics set up the way that i wanted them uh my my character was doing the things that uh um i wanted him to like he would always summon the dog at the start of the fight and stuff like that Hmm. So, it uh, it ended up yeah. um, working out. I, I'll have I have to say, one of my favorite missions in the entire game is when you play as Varric. Oh yes. Uh, that was so was real good. <laughs> Where you you're just one shotting everything. Yeah, it felt really. It was really fun, but at the same time, it's like what? Because like you don't realize at first what's happening. Because uh, no. for context, like Varric's brother uh, betrays you. Uh, and Varric, and so Varric and the main character like hunt him down, and that. But Varric, Varric is like the narrator of the story, so he's telling the story to uh, another character called Cassandra, um, and he, basically what happens is he like is narrating this tale like chasing down the brother, but in game you're playing as Varric and you're like slaughtering like I don't know like a hundred guys, just to get to your brother, and then the brother is like begging and pleading for his life. And then it reveals, oh, it's just Varric, like, embellishing the story a ton, mm-hmm. um, which was really funny. <laughs> yeah. It was, a, it was a fun way to play with that kind of, like, unreliable narrator uh, trope. Yeah, yeah. The I mean, the whole setup for the game is that Varric is telling your story. And so mm-hmm. there there's kind of a hint of how much of this is actually true. Right. Um Maybe maybe Varric's to blame for how many enemies we fight in each <laughs> encounter. I, I'm not going to lie. I like Varric a lot in this game. He, Varric is uh, probably my favorite character of the game. It's it's funny, uh, Graham, because he, he, he's a, uh, a companion in Inquisition. And I that's hated him ca- in Inquisition. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I, I didn't like him at all. I was like, this guy's kind of weird. He's kind of uh, kind of a jerk. I don't really like this guy. Uh, but actually, he he really turned it around for me in this game. He's like your like. He's not he's not Garrus level bro, but he's up there. Like he's a good bro. He's like your closest friend. Mm-hmm. I'd say. Like um, and I think like that is that is one thing that I really kind of appreciated, 
about the whole like t- story and like so the, the story goes through several time skips um it ends up taking place over like six years like once at the beginning uh, then three ten. years and then another three years i think it's like 10 oh, was it 10 years oh, okay it's a long time um, actually i think too too long in my opinion but <laughs> um but it but it, what it ends seven up being years, is sorry. that you're right, you're right. uh seven years what it ends up being is that the the characters grow close to each other and they like share almost familial bonds like uh mm-hmm. at least if you go the friend route i didn't end up doing anything with rivalry um cuz like uh Varric ended up being like really close friends with hawk uh he ended up marrying meryl um avalyn was really close you know there's um all these different characters that uh they stick with you or they stick around with your character um so it's a neat perspective yeah so. one one of my biggest regrets is that i didn't lean heavily into the the companions i i unfortunately didn't do like many of the side quests i think what had happened was like the first act i felt like i did all the side quests yeah um and that was like a little too much for me and so i kind of backed off a little bit in the second act and then at that point i realized i just kind of want to finish the game because uh, i i'm intrigued in the main story I'm, I'm i'm engaged in the main story um so i unfortunately missed out on a lot of like the um secondary stuff i only ever really used uh three characters <laughs> for most of the game um which led to a really interesting uh outcome for me near the end of the game mm. um when those loyalties and bonds are like a little bit stretched yeah uh which is what i really liked about the game is that it put i don't want to say emphasis on but it like it it the the climax of the game takes you as hawk and the relationships you formed and like tests them and if you don't do enough with certain characters those relationships fail and they might betray you or this or that or whatever yes um which is really 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 intriguing to me it's um um, it's kind of interesting like just bringing that up um i almost feel like like the bioware games have to tend to have this kind of where if you've built up enough affection with a character, they'll they'll do what you want or you'll get the good ending kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like it's more interesting when you don't do all of the companion missions if you focus on mm-hmm. a few characters. Because otherwise, you don't get that, um, that same experience. Like, think of um, Tally in Mass Effect 3. Like, I think you know when I'm talking about, mm-hmm. um, like, her her big choice. And it's, um, that's the kind of thing that's, you don't get to experience unless you've failed at some point along the way. Or at the very least, haven't done 100% of the things. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think, I think it's a really good balance of, placing 
like how you interact with the character and decisions you've made outside of the relationship with the character, right? Because um, hmm. like in this ta- in the tally example that you you provided, um, you get you get points towards that metric if like you are a romance option or you've done things for her in previous games, but also negative points if you've like failed to do uh, save some Corey in general or you've done this or that, and so it like it weighs the two of like here's what you've done and here's who you are to tally and it kind of merges them together to present that outcome. Mm-hmm. And Dragon Age 2, from what I can see, did that as well. Because um, there was a character... There are two characters at the end who were, like, against what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, one I had never used at all, and one I had used all the time. And one stayed loyal to me, and one did not. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. Because it was, like, a mixture of, like, okay, um, Aveline was with me through this whole adventure. And she trusts... she. She may not wholeheartedly agree, but in a bad situation, uh, she's gonna she's gonna trust me. Mm-hmm. Whereas like uh, Fenris, who I never ever used, I was like, oh, "This is dumb. I'm not doing that." <laughs> and then he just leaves. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I think like what you're saying there, it's like it's important to have, it's important to not allow like oh I've just maxed out the companionship and therefore this character is like free of any danger or or risk of losing yeah um a risk of loss rather and then like also like some sort of middle ground where like other external circumstances are affecting the relationship as well yeah yeah no it's a neat it's a new way of looking at it there's like what you've done and also who you are to them i like that um it is neat when something like Mass Effect 2, like the ending, where there is some external pressure of if you don't go do the thing right now, you you risk losing people in your crew. But if you don't, but if you if you do it right away, you might lose some of the companions that you've grown close to if you haven't yeah. done enough for them. Yeah. Yeah, you're not prepared enough. Yeah. 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 It's, um, yeah. it's good when there isn't, you know... Uh, there isn't enough water to fill both glasses kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm interested to kind of list out some differences between our playthrough. Because if yeah. I remember correctly, you played as a female character, correct? I played as a female... Uh, no, I played as a male mage. Oh, a mage. Okay. You played as a male mage. I played as a male warrior. I think okay. knight or whatever. Um. So in my game, uh, I had a sister who was a mage, mm-hmm. uh, who was a companion in the first act. And in your game, it was different, correct? It was Carver, who is a male warrior. Um, so yeah, it's either going to be Bethany or it's going to be Carver. Uh, and I think it depends on whether you're a mage or not. Um, gotta say, Carver's about the worst possible person. Um, he is apparently Sebastian, who's like a DLC character, is even worse. But um, oh my, yeah, I had I had the misfortune of my first characters that I met were Carver, Fenris, and I think it was Anders. Uh, yeah, Anders. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, 
Oh boy, this is this might be a rough game if these are the companions. Uh, but then I met the rest of the bunch, and that was better. Um, but yeah, so so Carver he ends up um, he's just kind of a baby, um, and he. I I don't mean to be mean. <laughs> he's no, I I guess I do. Um, he's your little brother. I, I really. Okay. He's your little brother, and no matter kind of what you try to do, he still just kind of whine and complain. And eventually, like, uh, for me, he ends up joining the Templars at the end of Act 1. Um, if you bring him to the Deep Roads, which I don't know if you did that with Bethany, um, they end up dying um, at the end of Act yeah, 1. No, I did not bring Bethany uh, to the Deep Roads. So she survived and joined the Circle of Mages. Okay, so they, yeah, so a similar thing. Mine joined, uh, Carver joined the, uh, the, mm -hmm. the, um, Paladins, Templars. whatever they're called, Templars. Tem yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, it sounds like we kind of ran with the same kind of party, too. Uh, yeah, so I, um, I ran with, uh, Avalon, Varric, of course, and then Anders. Okay. I ran with um, kind of rotating between Avalon, Varric, Meryl, and Isabel. Okay. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, I told you this, Graham. I unfortunately missed out on Isabel. Yeah, uh, that's really that's really unfortunate. It is really unfortunate. I don't like when they do that. I don't know um, how, like, like I don't remember I where don't know I how found her, but I also don't know. Like, I think she's yeah. in that. I think she's in the Hanged Man somewhere. I think that's right. I think she is. And then I guess if you just don't talk to her, you don't yeah, I, get I, I, to I do it. Yeah. Um, which is a little disappointing. Um, because like, she is pretty the critical to acts, the plot. Yeah, the three acts seemingly are are similar. Uh, storylines but actually kind of coincide together but isabel from what i understand is like the the key that connects them all um in the first act you are going on expedition to the deep roads and you find this mystical artifact and the second act um this other race uh the cune uh oh, like causing some problems and and some uh, right, the Canaries. Thank you. Uh, there's like political strife there, um, and like the the I didn't really learn much about it, but like the relic that you found in Act One has something to do with it, and in, in the third act, there's Mage versus Templar aggression, and then the artifact again is like uh, uh, a contributing factor to, to that. And correct me if I'm wrong, Graham, but Isabel knows a lot about the artifact. Is that right? So she might, from what I remember, like Isabel ties act two and three together, but I don't remember how much she really ties act one and two together. Um, because, okay. because the big thing is that the air shock is here because there's a, like there was a book that got stolen, um, or a, like a, a Kunari relic that was stolen. Right. And Isabel was the one who stole it. Um, oh. And 
so the reason that the the canary are there in town is because like he's basically been disgraced and he has to go and retrieve the relic um okay and so if um if isabelle's in your party and you build up enough affection with her uh because she lost it or she had it stolen from her or something uh she tracks it down and she um on your companion quest she retrieves it and then she leaves um Mm. and if you um if you have a high enough affection with her she will come back during the battle of the air shock and give them back the relic um the air shock still says like we need to capture isabel because she stole a relic from us and you can be like, right. nah, not, not having any of that and fight him one-on-one. Um, right. So that, that events, those events still turn out the same. Uh, but um, yeah, she's kind of the glue that she's kind of the, the she ties act two and three together, I guess. Um, the relic kind of takes a breather in act two. I don't remember it yeah, really it having too much bearing. Uh, on the the story as a whole um other than i guess you know that it's missing so yeah well because bartran says he gave it to somebody right or yeah which that ends up being like the templar leader that's i guess because she kind of goes a little crazy a little bit um yeah so yeah and then um yeah yeah go ahead no you go for it i was gonna say uh, there's also an act two like a subplot regarding like a serial killer Hmm. um which i guess ties into i'm reading the wikipedia i I miss this entirely i guess it ties in a bit with like the circle a little bit in regards to like the the there's a blood mage that's like killing women in kirkwall yeah the blood mage guy um yeah um there's a heck of a lot of blood mages in this game there are Um, it's it's kind of um again a little absurd uh it is a little absurd but it's funny um, though because like for me like sorry to interrupt um no worries me meryl meryl and i are both mostly sane blood mages um you're a blood mage i ended up I ended up, I put a point into it, but then didn't do anything with it because I'd already spec'd That's out what for they always the, say. the force push for the, for the, for the Jedi mage. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it, it's kind of like, oh, the mud mages are good and they can be trusted. And, and then you see like every single mage that gets let out of the circle, except for the one guy who just wants to, um, uh party um basically (laughs) are evil that guy uh yeah it's um no no good answer i suppose Mm. Hmm. um you were saying you're looking yeah apparently um uh the blood mage guy had an accomplice who is implied yeah, yeah. to be Ar- Arsenio? 
Who's Arsenio? The the lead mage guy. What? That's what Wikipedia says. Okay. Because he did, like... Uh, Hmm. Or sorry, Orsino, not Orsino, but Orsino. Orsino, okay. Was surmised to have been O, which is O is this guy's uh, accomplice, which I I miss entirely. I had no idea there was any accomplice. Neither did um, I. Yeah, so it must have been like a text thing or somewhere or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I can remember there's that... like a piece. There's a note. Mm-hmm. That really throws a loop in for me because. Uh, we're kind of skipping ahead here. I did side with the mages. Yeah, same. Um, partly because, like, I think I thought Orsino was, like, a decent... Like, I, I agree with what he was saying. I didn't think anything he was saying was too, like, outlandish. And, like, obviously... Uh, what's her name? Uh, Meredith? Meredith? Yeah, Meredith was going a little... Uh... She she yeah. was uh, She was losing it a bit. Yeah, I mean... I do like how this game kind of fo- did focus in. It was a theme throughout, but then it narrowed its focus, um, like the Mage Templar conflict, and like the, even the yeah. problem of of like, what do you do with mages? Um, like how do you how do you handle that? Um, and like I had a general knowledge of how it worked from being a mage in Dragon Age One. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I like experienced the circle understood the reasoning and like the balance there um but it's just a really interesting concept of like here are these people who are dangerous potentially um how do we keep them controlled or contained um but you know people don't like to be contained no so what happens when people don't want to be contained what what lengths do they go to and like it's that compounding circle of like, in order to escape, I'm going to take drastic measures. Because of those drastic measures, we're going to be more aggressive against uh, mages. Yeah. Um, Probably doesn't help so, when you know mages blow up a dang church. Uh, in the third act. Yeah, I that did surprise me. Um, I was very upset with Anders. Uh, Anders is actually uh, a character from Awakening, uh, which is a DLC of Dragon Age Origins. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I never so played I was the really DLC, excited to see yeah. him again. Yeah, I was like, oh, Anders, and he's got justice inside of him. Justice, like, like, hey, I know these people, and then he did that, and I was, I was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I don't agree with what Anders did. Uh, but I do understand it. Yeah. Um, like, bec- like when when especially with what was happening with the mages in Kirkwall was really bad. Like there was a lot of bad stuff happening. I didn't really feel like that much happened. That that much like um, oppressive stuff happened to my character in the first game. So it was a bit jarring to happen to see this happen. Like all oh, locked in a cell all day. Uh, you know, or or worse, um, uh, you know, abused or torment, tortured or whatever, mm-hmm. or just killed for no reason. Um, and so it's like, I, yeah, I don't agree. Like, probably blowing up the tr- the chantry wasn't a good idea because the mother could have probably quelled the conflict. Um, but I do understand, like, 
the the logic behind it if you will mm-hmm. um of like this isn't gonna stop so we need to do something <laughs> um again not that i agree with that but i was not happy when he did that um mm-hmm. so uh yeah um yeah he um I, i'll ask you this then Grant. okay why did you side with the mages? Was it just because you were a mage or because like what, what was the reasoning behind it? Yeah, that was definitely a big factor in that like I was my character was a mage, so he, you know, that I would rather not be oppressed. Um and also like the mages at least uh, or 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 Ogai um he seemed a lot more reasonable and a lot more willing to listen to reason than Meredith yeah, did. Yeah. Um, I, one one thing I really liked in the third act was this a little alliance between like random Templars and random mages. I thought that was a mm-hmm. really compelling concept of like both sides. Well, both sides don't like the situation, so they're bringing, they're coming together to try and like either smuggle uh, mages out, yeah, or perhaps overthrow the Templars, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I thought that was really compelling. I didn't really feel like it went anywhere, unfortunately. No, um, it just kind of ends. Well, cause, cause you show up and they're like, "He's here to you kill, kill us, everyone. kill him," and I'm like, "I don't want to kill you. Like, I, 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 I want to help you." But you don't get that option. Um, yeah, it's so. it's weird because then it's again it's a mage that decides to go completely off the rails and uh, tries to kill your sibling. Um, I don't know if that happened for you, but yes, um, the mage that you I I spared that mage and then she tried to kill kill myself. Yeah, um, it that was. <laughs> I couldn't remember who any of the characters in that scene were. Um, so, <laughs> I, I, yeah, it makes it makes sense in your context, Graham, because your uh, sibling was a Templar, I, who I assume was not for this little alliance. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my con- in my context, it didn't make as much sense because I was my sister was just a mage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I guess the idea was like let's hire let's let's sorry let's capture somebody close to the champion as leverage. Yeah. Because if your if your siblings are dead, they take your closest companion. Oh really? Instead, yes. That's interesting. I, I hadn't considered how that would play out. Mm-hmm. So I assume they would take like your your love interest or or Varric or someone. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, did you choose a, a love interest for the game? I did not. I didn't really feel like I had the option. Probably because I never did any of the quests. That's fair. Um. If, even if like, I, I didn't really feel particularly attached to Aveline or Meryl. So mm-hmm. I don't think I would have done that anyways. But... um. It's interesting, actually, because Aveline, uh, she gets married over the course of the game if you do her quests. Um, hmm. She, because she was like, well, her husband dies in the first hour of the game, 
and then right. uh, she chooses to remarry. And you can hmm. you can step in and be like, no, wait. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But uh, um, yeah, no, you can you can let it happen. And she meets a nice guy, and you know they get married. Um, and Meryl felt like a good choice, not only for my character because like they're both mages, um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Mer- Meryl is a, a funny character, so. Yeah, I always enjoyed uh, her interactions between her and Varric or her and Isabella are just fantastic. Mm. I, I loved the um, all the little conversations that uh, could happen when you're walking around town with different uh, yeah, party layouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed um, yeah, hearing all the all a little there's oh man um there's a conversation between Isabella and Avalyn after Avalyn gets married and um Isabella's a fairly um in a nice way she's a crude person um and when she hears that Isabella when she hears that Avalyn got married she she um she goes to like ask Avalyn something and Avalyn's like, you can just go ahead, let it all out. And she lets, she lets loose like 11 or 12 different euphemisms for asking how, how her husband is. (laughs) Um, and it's, it's fantastic. It's, uh, I, I really enjoyed, um, the the interactions between the different characters i thought that was one of the the highlights of the game for me yeah they do a very good job even in dragon age origins they did a good job but um yeah i i did appreciate those little conversations i have mm-hmm. yeah i think with origins i just i didn't connect with any of the characters really um like morrigan Maybe the most, but like even Lashana, I don't know. Like, the, I think the, the, the game Leon. as a whole didn't. Yeah, I, that's uh, that's the name of a character from a D and D game that Morgan's. I play in. Oh, Lashana. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So my DM heard that I said that, and she was happy about that. Um, but Liliana. <laughs> See, like this, this is the extent of how much I really didn't connect with Origins. In that, I just mm. straight up cannot remember any of their names. You got Morrigan. Um, I got Morrigan, but I had to, I had to think about that one because I was like, I know it's not Morgana. <laughs> That's the name of the cat from Persona Five. That is. Correct. Um, That's correct. But um, the. I think it has to do really with the amount that I connected with the characters. Uh, because, mm. like, I can remember, like, Avalyn and Isabella and Meryl and Varric, but um, Anders is an easy name to remember, and Carver I hate, so I remember his name. Um, but <laughs> um, Fenris, I, keep, I kept on referring to as Fenrir, like a wolf. Um, like from harry potter <laughs> yeah 
Um, this character in Harry Potter. Uh, so it's um, it's interesting. Like thirteen Sentinels, I can remember all of the fifteen different kids' names in Japanese. But uh, in Japanese, yeah, just. But uh, it, it really has to do with the level of connection. I'm learning new things about myself every oh, day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say this: like, I played Origins for like forty hours, if not more. And I played Dragon Age 2 for 15 hours. And yes, there's recency bias here, but I feel like I know... Well, actually, I don't know about that. I don't know a lot about some of the characters in Dragon Age 2, but like Anders, Aveline, um, Varric. Like I like mm-hmm. I like them a lot more than I did like... Oh, boy. No, nah, I'm trying to remember their names. There's Stan. Who is the elf? Uh, Stan. Uh, I love Stan. There's Zekrom. Stan. <laughs> I don't even remember that. I, it's Zed something. That, that went out. Zevrin. Zevrin. I didn't like Zevrin. I liked the Liana more. I guess I liked most of the characters. I didn't like Wynn uh, very much or Ogren. But like Liliana, I liked. Morgan, I uh, tolerated. Uh, Alistair, I got to. Alistair's um, nice. Did, did he show up for you in this game? He did. He showed up as king. And I was like, hey, I, I remember you. I love that scene because it's such a, a like, oh, shoot. We need to show the players that their choices mattered. What can we just put in here for no reason? <laughs> <laughs> and have it connect to nothing to make it seem like it mattered. Yeah. So it was nice to see him, even though in my game he was dead. Oh. I had to. Well, in my in my PlayStation game, he, was, he died. Yeah. On my PC game, I had to just choose a starting option. So... Um, um, Zekrom also shows up. Yeah. Zevron um, shows up, really? Yeah, he shows up in one of the side missions in Act Three. Oh. Um, yeah. What's he uh, up to? Just he's doing his usual thing of running away from the uh, the 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 hawks, the falcons, the whatever the bird related gang he was part of. Mm. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it bird related? I don't remember. the The whole thing that. was like he was he was in the gang, and then he no longer wanted to be in the gang, and uh, now they want to kill him, and he's killed a lot of right. them. So you go and you you help him out. Um, yeah, it's just kind of a a short mission, and you get to see him, and um, you have the option to romance him again. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a neat little, uh, callback. Yeah. Okay, Graham, I have yeah. to ask then. Um, okay. okay. So Anders blows up the church. Yep. What did you do with Anders? Uh, so, well, first of all, I hadn't, I hadn't really progressed in his story very much. So it came out of absolute nowhere um, Mm. that he just comes in and blows up the church. So I thought briefly about killing him um, because I was like, but then I realized that I thought, you know, it's probably better to just bring him with me. Uh, And so I I did. I just I was like, hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or 
to like keep an eye on him. Uh, although right, I hadn't done okay. a very good job of up to that point, I suppose. But um, yeah, I I brought him along for the ride, and I, he helped out in the final battle. Uh, Fenris, though, he did he did have to die. Yeah, he doesn't give you much choice, eh? No, he like, and he's powerful. Oh my goodness! Like, oh, really? I, I don't know about you. He I, I he could one shot one of my characters. What? And I was playing on casual. He he one shot like I had to start the battle and then run everyone away so that I could use my mages to pin him down. <laughs> I didn't have any problem with him at all. Yeah, no, he he Weird. wiped the floor of me my first time. Did well, you have any like real big difficulty spikes toward the end of the game? Did you find uh, that? Just with the air shock. Just with the air shock. Okay. Maybe also also when like um there's that scene in act 2 where the humans capture like the Kunari like delegates oh, yeah. or whatever and they kill them and then like 50 people come and attack you. That was a bit tough. Mm. Um yeah. I guess that last fight when like demons are rampaging through the city as well. That yeah, was there tough. was like the one really big demon there and like yes. a million shades. And yes, I was shocked was at how difficult that was. Like I had to do it a couple times. Yeah, yeah that was tough. Um, Graham, it's so interesting uh, the way our minds work. Why is that? Because um, like I, I took Anders on every mission. Yeah. And like I, throughout the game, like more or less sided with the mages um, or protected the mages or you know, try to find a peaceful uh, resolu- resolution. Mm-hmm. And Anders and I were like, like he had a high opinion of me. Yeah. We were friends. Uh, and he, he blew up the, the church. And I was like, like, dude, you don't really leave me much choice here. Like I, I, I decided to kill him. Okay. Um, I felt like, cause I definitely was trying to like quell, uh, tempers a little bit. I'm like, Okay, let's just chill out. Like, yeah, both both Templars and Mages have equal equal reasonable points. Um, so I felt like I couldn't let him go because I think he needed to pay for what he did. But I don't think having him help was going to be beneficial either mm. because it's like you know the Mage that killed the uh, the mother is in league with the Mages. So I felt like. Taking care of Anders would be the most honorable thing to do. Mm. Uh, so that's what I did. And he accepted it. Um, that led me led me to a very weird, odd position where I had only... <laughs> Fenry left me. Aveline decided to stay. Mm-hmm. But then it left me with just myself, Varric, and, and Meryl, and Aveline. Yeah. Uh, for a little bit there. And I had not used Meryl at all. So... Um, I didn't care at all when Fenry left. If Aveline had left me, I would have been a little upset. Yeah. But um, uh, luckily, you can take you can bring Bethany on board later, uh, which is good. I'm I'm interested. Then did you have to fight your brother? Uh, no. He he shows up in the final confrontation with uh, with uh, Meredith, and you can be like, "Really? Are you gonna fight?" And he'll be like, "No," and he'll he'll come over to your side. Interesting. Um, in my game, Colin uh, appears. 
Uh, I don't know if you remember Colin from Origins or not. He's uh, he's he's there as well, and I think he he fights alongside you as well. Uh, if you have good enough uh, standing with him, um, I don't remember from him from Origins. I don't remember any of the characters from Origins that show up again. Um, that makes sense. But uh, it's um, other than like the enchantment. Uh, the <laughs> yeah. the the father and son. Yeah. Um, hmm. Okay, so we it sounds yeah, like we no. had similar outcomes then. We did actually. Yeah. Um, I uh, I mean I guess it's a, if it went in a binary outcome, there's a fifty fifty chance. Um, fair enough. I, I was more well, concerned or, or interested to see if our companion uh, options differed at all, like if anyone else yeah. turned against you or anything like that. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it I, actually kind of sounds like we were pretty similar in that regard. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like how Orsino gives it the blood magic. I was a little uh, yeah, questioned about that. that was, was a little like, disappointing. What is going on here? Also, why I've, is he I've, fighting me? That, honestly, like, looking back on it, it feels like they made two final bosses, and they were like, well, we have to do both of them. Um... <laughs> I, w- I think it would have been much more interesting if they didn't do both of them. Yeah, because that would and lend you had to play both meaningful yeah. choice to your actions. <laughs> yeah, it, it was an odd little piece uh, there. So, mm-hmm. um, hmm. yeah. So I guess in your game then as well, uh, Hawk leaves Kirkwall, correct? At the end of the game? Yeah, so I think that if you were a Templar you would actually stay and become the Viscount of Kirkwall. Right, right. Um, so yeah, he, he leaves and um, the the one person's there after Varric's interrogation, pardon me, after Varric's interrogation and they're like, the warden and the um, hawk are both uh, missing in action. Listen. I wonder what's happening. Yeah. Which I don't know if they ever address in Inquisition, but... Um, uh, do you know that Leliana sh- is in that scene? Did you recognize yeah, that? Yeah, she, uh, she she was. I yeah. saw she was briefly there, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. she's uh, like Cassandra's partner, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... So, um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, uh, this is I don't it's not much of a spoiler but but Inquisition basically picks off right where this game left off leaves off mm-hmm. um, so it's interesting like having played Inquisition knowing like the crux of the plot and like going back and experiencing this um, yeah I, I it's interesting the the progression these games have had because I would I would argue they're not straight sequels it's not like one two three uh, necessarily no. it's not like Mass Effect one two three right no no where it's like same character same crew same fight it's like same world same events uh characters exist within those and then like different plot each game more or less which is fine yeah um so i think you'll enjoy inquisition it definitely uh from what i recall it it incorporates a lot of like the importance of the squad but also the exploration of origins. Mm, 
it's kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying uh, to giving it a giving it a go. Yes. Close uh, off the Dragon Teaser, Age. We will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we will be reviewing it uh, later this year. It's on our list. Mm-hmm. So. And then uh, Dragon Age Four is coming out in a couple of years as well. <laughs> yep. So. Yeah. Um. Anything else you wanted to add, Graham? Uh. I think that's about it. Yeah. You. Cool. Uh. The only thing I, I would say is, like, because the game centers so much around Kirkwall, I wish they had put more effort cool. into connecting the player with the city. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, um, like, when you get to the city, you're kind of, like, impoverished, and you have to work your way out of debt because uh, you're a refugee. And then, like, you just go on the expedition in the first act for money, but no purpose behind, like, what that money is going to be used for. When they could have easily tied it into like getting your estate back, um, or allowed you to like play the part of a noble in the city and like put resources into the city, I think that would have made mm-hmm. Kirkwall as a location mean more and be more like ma- malleable to be in the entire game, like an Assassin's Creed Two kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Except the except that the game like takes place in the city entirely, um, so. That would be my only, like, hey, this is probably what they could have done a little bit better. Um, aside from, like, just a little bit more variety yeah. in the locations. Yeah. Um, but, oh. you know, time crunch, so. I was also wondering, um, what kind of uh, a hawk did you play? Were you uh, diplomatic, sarcastic, or aggressive? Uh, I don't think I ever really was aggressive. I mostly was diplomatic with a hint of sarcasm here or there. Okay. I was mostly sarcastic with a hint of diplomatism, diplomatism, because mm. mm. that was a fun character to play. <laughs> yeah, and got along um, well with the different characters for that. Because like Varric so appreciates the, the sarcasm. Oh, uh, yes, reading Varric this is... game. Um, oh, that's that's a tough call. I'm leaning towards like a chie in terms of my rating because like okay. I liked it. I had some issues with it. I don't think I had that many issues with chie. Um, the whole, our, our rating scheme. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I, I felt mixed on it. Uh, mm-hmm. There were some mm-hmm. elements that I really enjoyed like I really enjoyed the characters and I found the emphasis on politics actually quite interesting uh kind of deepening the world through just that but uh the the gameplay and the monotony of it kind of uh rubbed me the wrong way but still overall I enjoyed mm-hmm. the game more than Origins so hmm. yeah fair enough how about you um yeah I think I would give it I think I would give it a Teddy. And here's why. Uh, halfway okay. through the game, Teddy <laughs> reveals a new side of itself. And that's kind of what I felt about uh, this game. I felt as though like the first act wasn't overly strong. Uh, but the second act, I, I, kinda, I got really engaged. I really liked the air shock as like a, a 
I wouldn't even say antagonist really as like a character. I thought I thought he was very compelling, mm-hmm. um, and I liked him. Um, so that kind of drew me in, and then the final conflict as well. I I was very intrigued by. So uh, that's why I would give it Teddy. Yeah, I I um, actually agree. I'd probably change mine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if I liked it better than Origins or not. I think. I think. Dragon Age 2 didn't overstay its welcome. It was as short as it needs needed to be. And I think just because of the amount I played Dragon Age Origins for like the DLC and stuff like that, there's a bit of like, it's a bit of a drag, monotonous game in my head. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's a very solid game in my opinion. So uh, I'm undecided about which I like better. I would though recommend Dragon Age 2. Would you, Graham? It's... Uh, like, I don't know. It's, I don't think it's an easy recommendation. Mm. I think, like, mm-hmm. it's a good enough game that, like, you know, if you want to, you should play it. And I don't think you should be discouraged from playing it. But should I, mm. but if I could recommend, like, directly recommend it, that's a hard question. So, I'd say, like, if you enjoyed maybe Dragon Age Inquisition, and origins then play two and the characters and you can you can deal with the combat like taking a little bit of time to and the game to take a bit of time to get going yeah i'd say like uh, with a cautious recommendation Mm -hmm. yeah fair enough all right okay well that's another episode in the bag look at that (laughs) mm-hmm It's just that easy. We're like halfway um, through the year. What's crazy, dude? It's a little scary. It's going fast. It is going really fast, dude. Um, yeah, but I feel better knowing that our listeners are here with us. You know, uh, we're not alone in this fast-moving year, <laughs> and we thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you for your suggestions. Um, we so appreciate them. I think I think Graham has been heavily influenced to play Dragon Age by his friends. That's uh, true. Is that correct, Graham? Yes. So thank you to Graham's friends. You, uh, th- that's the mark of a true friend, to f- to heavily peer pressure you into playing a video game series. Exactly. Um, so if you do have any recommendations, please send them our way. We'd love to hear them. We'll try and get them on the list at some point in the next couple of years. Um, but until such time. We will be back in about two weeks with another episode of the Double Room Review. So we'll see you then. All right. See you then. Good night.